Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Duckies and Darkens. Let me tell you, during that little musical intro there, some things were definitely said in the voice chat that will not be repeated. <laughs> How oh, you doing? Shut up, Tony. <laughs> I'm going to need you to do a contested strength check. Strength check? There's no... Uh, actually, no one. And agility. I'm, and agility. And agility's not a stat in D&D, Rob. You know that. And and also, add, and also, up, I'm going to need you to do a deception for the other partner lying about how good you were. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Mayhem, and as always, I'm going to try very, very hard to be your DM for this evening. What did you get so far? Hi, Mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a DM for coming up four years now. I love I these people. I love these people. I really do. But there's some days no, where don't. I literally want to crucify no, them. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> you love us when we make you wet. <laughs> what do you even yeah, I know, right? What do you even Man. say to that? Man, man, didn't we have a discussion yesterday that it was not going to be your name? Yeah, listen, shut up, okay? <laughs> Henceforth, he shall be known as Quack Quack. I don't think it was yesterday, was it? I think it was the other. It was, it was, two yeah, days no, it was yesterday. Yesterday or the day before, one of the two. It was the day no, before. I, I didn't jump in VC yesterday, and I didn't see you in VC yesterday. Okay, so it was the day before. There you go. But we have made it anonymously clear that it was Quack Quack. <laughs> Listen, okay? <laughs> I will name myself whatever I damn well please, okay? Except Snowflake. Yeah, yeah, apart from apart from that, yeah. <laughs> don't don't ask listeners. Today it's been a weird ass fucking day. It's snowing. <laughs> snowflakes. <laughs> of brand snowflakes, what would you call them? What, Only what the would you call it? <laughs> no, seriously, what would you call an off brand snowflake? Like I mean like actual snow sir, snowflakes. What would you call an off brand version of that? Sludge. Like, sludge. <laughs> that sounds like something Jabba the Hat would leave on a trail. Washy 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 sludge. Peruvian blow. It would yeah. be called Frosted Flake and his mascot is a duck. Quite <laughs> like. Yeah. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we've made it through January. Can we make it through February without killing our cast? I have no fucking clue. Anywho. Before we get into the recap, just a couple of little. Well, is already dead. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, he died a long time ago. That's very. Good. That's a very good point. Uh, before he we died get... twice, <laughs> three times. Yeah. So the the character of uh, Slade has died multiple times. I've died twice. Don't no, or is it three times now? I don't no, fucking know. I lost track how many times I've killed you in my head. Anyhow, ladies and gentlemen, three times, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, uh, before we get into the recap of the last session, let's go ahead and do a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, heads up, uh, there will be no sessions on February 22nd or on the 29th um, because of a mix of me going on, me and Anon going on vacation and some medical appointments on some other members of the cast side of things so there will be two weeks uh towards the end of the month where there will be no uploads um just a very very quick reminder that the session that you guys will be getting on friday the 16th 
of February, so two weeks from when you're well, what, two weeks from when this one goes live, uh, will not be a session of the Vardorian conflict. No, that one's going to be a very special one shot, and uh, yeah, very much looking forward to that because I've I've had a lot of fun. In fact, I've got how many pieces here? I've got one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight sides of A4 paper worth of notes, and I'm not done yet. So, uh, if that leads you on to anything about that session, then yeah. You... Arthur, Arthur Bromble after the bloodshed. Oh my god, could you imagine that? An Arthur Bromble one-shot? That would be amazing. But yeah, that's besides the point. Um... So really, listeners, you've got this session and the next one where we're continuing on with the, the story of our main cast. And then it's comedy and absence until March. Anyhow, recap. Uh, the party have landed in Cana, the eighth level of hell after a reflective journey down the River Styx uh, at the behest of the ferryman after... Zadrian had used the platinum coin that was scavenged from Yautzen, the demon lieutenant from Minaros's, uh, how do we call it, evaporated corpse. During their little jaunt down the river, our players saw various uh, intriguing sights. They got a glimpse at each of... Yeah, you do see dead people. (laughs) Uh, the players were afforded a glimpse into each of the layers of hell as they transcended past them Uh, Zadrian and not so much Zarin because Zarin was night night he went went night night Uh, Zadrian got a glimpse of the fifth layer of hell which he calls home Um, however it was bittersweet because he knows that until they defeat Asmodeus at the end of their journey, they're unable to set foot on the frozen layer of the fifth level of hell. Meanwhile, two of our players were tasked by their deities. I'm not going to go into detail about one of the tasks, because coincidentally, (laughs) one of the players that it revolves around was absent during the time that that conversation was going along, and it's rather comically fitting that they didn't hear the conversation. So, without further ado, let me kick off the, uh... Push pineapple, shake the tree? What is it with you and pineapples? He loves pineapples. Literally, honestly, he, he's got an obsession with them. I heard, I've been, uh, I heard I'm a bit of a prick. You're a bit of a something. Well... I'm just gonna Listeners, say his facial expressions are beautiful. Just right gonna now. say, guys, it was it was Alara that said that she was a prick. So do with okay. that information what you will. Anyhow, disaster group. As you disembark from the the barge that you've been traveling on for the last eight or so hours, I hope you have marked off a long rest and reset your spell point your spell slots and all your hit points. Because you now find yourself in Cana, a frozen, desolate wasteland, and the first thing to hit you is a snowstorm. From here on out, 
until I say otherwise. The following things have automatically come into effect. You have advantage on stealth checks. So mark that down. You have God. you have disadvantage on perception checks anything further than fifteen feet. And also so advantage check for stealth and disadvantage on perception? Disadvantage on perception checks any further than fifteen feet. Once again, he's made Anon impossible to touch. Anon <laughs> <laughs> uh, is literally just like breaking. She is rolling. In Not this. so much. You see, there are things that dwell in Kena that have accustomed themselves to the harshness and the environmental hazards that this frozen wasteland has to offer. I forgot you had a conversation with me about this. So that was it. Yeah, <laughs> baby, that comes up later. <laughs> okay, so Tony, I'm sorry. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, players, like I said, welcome to Kana. As you set off, set foot off of the barge, a snowstorm causing you to immediately shield your faces. The wind carrying a, a cold bite that has been left to the imagination, but is somehow worse than expected. As I said, as I said in the last seconds of the last session, Zadrian and Zarin, for the first time since you set foot on the material plane, you can feel the cold. You can feel the bite on your skin, the sting at your eyes, and, should you stay out here long enough, the chill in your bones. I see Alara rolling a whole rake of stuff in roll 20 right now, and I'm kind of curious. Oh no, oh no, <laughs> ignore that. It's, uh, I don't like the way the dice roller is, for it, like, because I was trying to, like, if you select from, like, your D4 to your D100... Even without you. Or, Never mind. I, I had a blonde moment. Never mind. You had a blonde moment. Okay. I had a blonde moment. Just, so. Yeah. Just. I still don't like the new layout. It's shit. <laughs> it is. It's not great. Uh, disaster players. You stand upon a frozen plain of jagged ice and rock. Turrets of ice and molten stone. Well, not molten. Frozen stone extending upwards of anywhere between. 45 to 100 feet and strangely enough there seems to be carving a snake-like pattern through this frozen tundra a slim slim stream ahead of you lies well feel free to find out because you can't really tell this close i will say that rather than what we typically do here in sessions where you just go right well i'm gonna go ahead and move from here all the way over to the end of the map uh movement would be preferred at about 15 feet per time so as to give you a fair chance at investigating and uh uncovering the secrets hidden within the snowstorm Suggestion. 
give it. Yes, that is a spell, Elena. <laughs> give me strength. Um, <clears throat> There's a potion for that. So, uh, Zadrian, I'm presuming you took the rope that you used for us when we were being going over the river sticks. I presume you took that rope back after we disembarked. Mm-hmm. All right. How long is your? How long is like one bit of the rope? Give or take. Anywhere between like thirty to fifty feet. Anon, I believe you mentioned this once. You have mending, yeah. Uh, let me check. There's a reason, and I'm guessing the listeners and you guys can already pick up what we're Okay. Alara <clears throat> looks as Adrian. I'm gonna need that rope. Trust me. Are you gonna tie us together? My nipples hurt. Alara, how are your nipples feeling? My boobs are fine. Now, a word from our sponsor, Vicks Vapor Rub. Oh my god. (laughs) Soft kitty warm. Warm kitty, not in this hellhole. Rub me faster, rub me quicker, vapor rub. Keep going, fuckers. Keep going, fuckers. You're only speeding things up on my end. Um, Right, so I'm going hiding behind a bigger person. I'm going into stealth. Cause fuck you. Are you fucking? Are you fucking not Anon? So, back in the character. So Lara's gonna go as Adrian. I'm gonna need the rope. Anon, you mentioned about are you gonna tie us together? I'm guessing you said that in character. I don't know about Meldiers if that was true or if that was in his mindset about his nipples being cold. No, no, Meldiers saying that out loud. <laughs> so what Lara would do is from her top of her trousers slash pants, as you call it where the belt buckle is. Elara would tie one bit of the rope to her there, tie a makeshift knot and try and attach it to each of the parties. So it would be a case of Elara attaches to Zadrian, Zadrian attaches to, I don't know, Kala, whatnot. And then for the makeshift knot, now I hope the D&D nerds are going to keep me right here. This would mending work on a loose knot to keep it locked. No. Mm. Mending is exactly as it sounds. You're fixing just something, to, you're repairing something. I want to go slightly over the, the, the line there. <laughs> but, so, Elara would be tying that if the party would allow her to. So, in no, case of. I can't even use my one spell because it's not actually an entryway, so. Are you saying no to the rope, Anon? Yes! From one drive to another, you're saying no to rope? Jeez! She's not in her dungeon. Listen to listeners. Adam sounds panicked. This is great. So, would. (laughs) Like, if you tie us up with rope, as soon as they see one of us, they can find the rest of us. I know what you're trying to get with this and trying to keep us all safe. Did you forget what happened to Zadrian and Fury? I think this is a bad idea. No, I'm going into stealth. Someone give her some chicken nuggets and calm her down, please. No, like, seriously, though, so... I want to know, Anon, is that blue-white in person? 
sorry, in character or as you? Yes. Right. So Elera <laughs> is just going to say. She hides behind Mel, and then tries to go into stealth. As before, you do that though. Before you even mm. start to move, when you said that, no, I'm not doing this. Elera looks to Zadrian and Zarin, and then looks back. There. And then looks back to Adon. Did you forget what happened to them to cause their outburst? They lo- they got lost in the snow. Did you fucking forget? It will be fine. Yeah, and China. Okay, I need to do a strength roll, mayhem. Uh, an arm strike. Fuck you. In the form well, of a this slap. This escalated quickly. In the form of a slap, because I won't like. I know what you're doing there, Anon, but like Alera is trying to knock some sort of sense into you for this one. We Alera, are, I think we skipped some levels. In Alera's mindset, we are in hell. We don't know I what the fuck. I could have napped. Yeah, and, yeah. Of, and like, yeah, but it's funny. It's I'm not funny. even needed here. It's I'm fu- not needed here. It's, it's hilarious because the longer <laughs> this goes on, the better it is for the DM, and the worse it is for you guys. Because uh, I kind of neglected to say there's a timer. <laughs> so that's. 10, so obviously it's not great. I probably miss. You did but miss. As I, as, wildly. as I miss, I, don't, I, I just keep saying, Did you forget what happened to Zaris? All of y'all roll a constitution saving throw for me. Oh, fuck. Uh, magic or spell? No. Okay. 16. <clears throat> uh, I got an 18. Pass for Alara, pass for Meldir, pass for Anon, what for the twins? 19 and 21. Y'all pass. So you'll take half. I hate you. Seven points of cold damage. Ow. I take... Half. Uh... None? So is that seven total or is seven the half? Uh, seven is the half. Yes, so I, because it's cold damage, I take nothing. Okay. Yeah, because they're both immune to cold. Okay. I know you know. So what was that about slapping Anon, Elena? She missed. (laughs) I miss, and I'm just repeating, not in a pissed off way, but just in the case of, did you forget what... Well, fuck me. That'll be nearly not 20 I roll tonight. Okay. Shitty fuck. I know. I know. I I do know. However, I do not think that tying each other up is the solution. I have a compromise. Mildir's going to open his cloak. He's going to invite Anon to hide under his cloak. Oh, for fuck's sake. Overkill. Not a bad idea if you think about it. Come on, little drow. Call me little drow one more fucking time. I am Easy older than your grandmother. Easy yeah, but tiger. you're small. You're smaller than all of us, sis. 
Elder starts petting her head while she's in the cloaks. Soft <laughs> kitty. Oh, kitty. no. Little ball of fur. <laughs> you know what? I'm actually surprised the DM's laughing because half of these comments could be taken the opposite way. Listen, it's all uh, you guys. Nothing on the head get under my cloak. It's you guys saying it, not me. <laughs> I'm just hiding the rogue. So you're gonna be walking like John Wayne then, Meldir, because you have to spread your legs a bit to get. Actually, no, I'm small enough. She'll fit under without you needing to. <laughs> She's small enough. Do not be like that. I am on his back. With her head poking out from the back of my robe. Why the hell the seagulls don't jump stuck in my head all of a sudden? I can see it now. I don't know, but you guys are currently standing in the middle of a snowstorm. Hey, can we just get moving? Nay, Samar with a hunchback. <laughs> well, I'm Tony, not exactly enjoying this either. Tony, I'd like to make a request. So f I haven't done shit. Can I make a, requ I make a request for one of your characters? Can I make a request for one of your characters? I need to make a request for one of your characters. Hey. I'd like to link up with with uh, Zeran. With the technique that uh, Anon refused. And I want to highlight it in a different sense this time. And Alera is just going to hold the rope, sort of tie it to her her belt, sort of bit where the belt's yeah. position, tie it there in the side. Like, so I'd say probably like left hip, but then the way the rope is, it would go around anyway. And then I'm Elera smirks, looks at, looks at Zeran. Hey, opposite looking at it! That's not what I said, but um. <laughs> so Elera looks at Zeran. And says, in the case of. comedy. spinning tops? And listeners, what I'm trying to say is Beyblades. I was about to say, what are you trying to do? Beyblade here? Like, should we should we go like if Alera was to pull uh Zeran at one point or Zeran was to pull Alera, like a spinning kind of Mayhem says roll for initiative and like, Rob's like, let her rip. Think three legged race. Actually it's probably better what you think about it. Mm. How long exactly did you say this bit of rope was? Tony, I've completely forgotten now. 30 to 50 feet. Roll another con okay. save, guys. <laughs> 20. Mm hmm. 26. Twins? Uh, 18 and 20. Okay. Knife of Kala. Oh well, looks like we have one failure in the group. Add on. You're gonna take 15 points of cold damage and one point of exhaustion. Ouch. Is the I sense of, is the sense of danger starting to creep in yet, guys? Take damage. Yes! Oh. <laughs> no stone bad, we need move now. You know what? Fuck this. Anon, 
you're the only person to have used Alera's rapier and summoned Onre. Yeah. You were the only other person to have done that. Onre yeah. is quite bright and Onre can be a bit warm. Right. Alera passes her rapier to you. Why? Oh my god. She'll do the sort of flick, ignite the rapier's flames and burn a mind when you have... I'm sorry, Mel, dear, but when you have Onri equipped, the flames do need to be ignited on that rapier. That blue... That blue but that's just then giving... Can we... More... Away! Do you want to be warm or not? I want to move! Uh, well, you know what? You're gonna fucking need this. And when you need it, you're not fucking getting it. And she'll... Put the rapier back in the sheath. Three you're trying to be her. nice, but we need to move. I am freezing my tits off here. <laughs> my nipples can cut glass, Alara. Does does Zarin agree to tie the rope to the waist between Alara and Zarin? Yes, tie the rope to us. <laughs> Just... Right. So the 15 feet distance, so we cut up. Much further than that. Okay. So I'm basically wanting to stay by their uh, inside here, so... And then I'll look to Zadrian. So... Which way? Anywhere but here. F Fifteen on perception. Was that with disadvantage? Yes. Okay. Um, there are moments, brief moments within the storm where you can see that forward might be the general area of which the stream is cutting through the ice. Maybe, uh, might be a way to go? I'll... I'll follow the stream then. Okay. Nine, four... Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. So, how far are you guys going? I know I said that like, you can go up to 15 feet at a time pushing through the storm. But are well, you... Are you making full use of that 15 feet? Mm. Okay. You yep. do... You should. All you guys should have control... Nope. Why the... F okay. Something I've noticed about roll 20. It's resetting token permissions. Because yeah. when I woke up this morning... And Anon can attest to this. I was on roll 20, getting a whole rake of stuff ready for tonight. And one of the things that I made abundantly sure was that all you guys had control of your motherfucking tokens. So I don't know what roll 20 is doing. 
But it needs to fix its shit. Okay. As you guys push forward the first 15 feet, the wind's howl is deafening. If screams past your ears there's moments where you look to either side of you and see your your companions and whether or not you see that they might be talking the wind is drowning out all sound however Eleta, as you push uh -oh. through that first 15 feet as you catch yourself just shy of slipping on a, uh, a cantered piece of ice that if you had if you hadn't noticed it would have caused you to go arse over tea kettle into the stream make a perception check with disadvantage Eighteen. Eighteen. Nice. Would it be safe to say that Lara is scanning what surroundings she can see while she's pushing forward? That's the general gist. It's 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 being attached to Zarin, being conscious of the the rope still attached and keeping it keeping sort of watching how far they're getting from each other and then looking around when she gets a free minute there's a moment as you look to your left that you swear maybe it's your imagination maybe it is something but in the storm it's a little too far out in order to tell for sure did you see something move to your left blending in almost naturally with a combination of the the purplish gray slate like color of the rock and that blizzard white of the snow you guys are feel you guys are free to to move forward in fact is there anything Kala can do to help out the the party? Uh, that is attack or saving throw. That's not applicable here. I keep forgetting which is the spell uh, that gives the uh, D4 to ability checks because it's not bless any of my spellcasters in the cast you guys remember it what are we looking for there's a spell okay so bless gives you a d4 to uh attack rolls and saving throws but i know that there's a similar spell that gives you a d4 to ability checks 
Isn't that something the Bard casts, Tony? I can't remember, because I know that Bane is essentially the opposite of it. I think it's a Bard spell, if I'm not mistaken. Anywho. Kala doesn't have anything that she can immediately use to, to help out right now. So... Sticking close to Anon, she's going to move up another 15 feet. Uh, because Blade uh, said the rope was 15 feet, I moved full 15. Zarin's Adrian, you guys moving forward as well? <laughs> Excellent. Ilera? Mm -hmm. You're close enough. So make me a flat perception check. In fact... Ooh! Oh, oh, oh. Okay. 5, 10, 24 for natural 20. You are, you're the only one that is close enough. Alara, as you stay mere feet away from Zarin's left flank, hearing through this snowstorm, mainly concentrating on that left-hand side of the, the tundra, there is a almost almost see-through floating form just shy of 15 feet to your left and it appears to be moving toward you um so Alara will tug on the rope to get Zern's attention and she's just gonna continue looking at what she's looking at, the thing that's coming towards her. Tell me you see that. Uh, Zarin, if you want to try and perceive what Alara is giving your attention to, you're willing, you're able to roll at disadvantage because it is more than 15 feet from you. 15. Nope. You can't see anything through this storm. What do you say, Zarin? Like, I'm saying this, like, as Rob just now, like, what do you... He just shrugs, because he doesn't see anything. So then, Alara's just going to try and look back in. Let me do it. She's gonna try and look back the way the direction party, and she's gonna she's just gonna stay out loud so Zarin can hear. Do not talk to anything. Only deny. Not talk to anything. Do not talk to anything. Do not talk to anything. And I'm curious on how 
what the DM responds with. You guys are free to move. Then I will say, I, though, that Kala is going to spend her 15 uh, feet of movement trying to stay as close to the twins as possible. Meldir seems to be drifting way off. Meldir, bud, go and give me a perception check. Hey, guys, looks like you're on the wrong side of the river. Looks to me like I got all the horses. I a session, this is the creature that fucking fought with Yorick the Black. <laughs> this is the person that fought with Yorick the Black. <laughs> Was that supposed to be with disadvantage, man? No, just flat. Okay. Hell yeah. Gotta find Baba. I'm gonna use my 23 or my passive. Sure. You know what? Sure. Why not? Meldir. You can barely see the outline of Zarin and Zadrian off about 20 feet to your left hand side, but closer than that. Unnoticed until now. Just shy of 10 feet away from you. Maybe six, seven, eight at a push. You see this ghostly, pale, blue, translucent, humanoid form draped in chains. No facial features, nose broken off. You see the cracks in the, in the cheekbones extending down to the jaw, eyeless sockets. You see a thing, Spectre, making a beeline for you. It's the ghost of Christmas Future. What do you do? Does it appear hostile in any way? Uh, hard to tell body language wise, but judging by its movements, it is coming directly for you. Hold on, question. Uh-huh. Was Anon not piggybacking Anon from Meldir? Yeah. I was just thinking that. Anon, where are you going? Strapped to my back. Sorry, I had forgotten. <laughs> I'm on your back again. I'm gonna do something actually. Let me go into my inventory real quick. I'm gonna use one of my dust of disappearance. Oh. Found in a small packet, this powder resembles very fine sand. There's enough of it for one use. When you use an action to throw the dust into the air, you and each creature and object within 10 feet of you become invisible for 2d4 minutes. The duration is the same for all subjects, and the dust is consumed when its magic takes effect. If a creature affected by the dust attacks or casts a spell, the invisibility ends for that creature. Okay. So me and Anon are essentially invisible. And I need to roll two d four to see how minutes. long. Out of session. Well, I gotta roll two d four. I did to it. determine how long. Oh, did you? Yeah. Out of session overkill. Okay. Yes. 
You just made the fucking rogue invisible. <laughs> she wanted to be sneaky. Basically, give the the rogue god mode. Hey, listen. It Anon made the wise decision without even knowing it. So for six minutes, me and Anon are invisible. And so is that thing. Ah, shit. Is it within ten feet? Yep. Okay, that's fine. Well, he still can't see us, so... Fair enough. Okay. Just keep swimming. Just uh, keep swimming, swimming, swimming. A little overdue for this one, guys. Uh, go ahead and give me another constitution saving throw. Gee, 17. Oh, fuck. Lay it on me, DM. Waiting for the twins. Tony. Oh, oh, sorry. I was muted. Uh, so Zadrian got a 20, but Zarin got a 5, but does it really matter if they're both immune to cold? It does. It does. Because you will still take the point of exhaustion. Okay. So, all those that fail, go ahead and give yourself a point of exhaustion. Anon, you are now on 2. Maldir, you just passed. And those that failed are going to take 18 points of cold damage. Obviously, okay, so I don't get the exhaustion, but do I still take the damage? You take half. So you take nine. Half of that, okay. Yeah, see, I don't get the damage, but I do get the exhaustion, yeah. so I just get a point of exhaustion yeah. is all I get. It's almost like I designed this so that you could still get shit on. Hmm. <laughs> Okay. You guys are feel you guys are free to move. By this point, the snowstorm begins to lash at your faces. The mixture of sleet, snow, and hail and completely frozen over rain droplets just battering your skin at every opportunity that it gets any exposed skin on your arms and on your fingers are completely numb you may be hiding within Meldir's cloak but that does not save you from the cold your fingers are well let's just say they're turning to a very different shade of purple right now you're looking a bit blue there Anon Zadrian is at this moment that uh, to your right almost literally physically clinging onto you you hear a gasp from Kala which draws your attention in her direction as you are greeted with the sight of what you can assume Ilara was trying to draw Zarin's attention to earlier this ghostly very pale blue spectral form hovering about six inches off of the ground just 
swaying from side to side, staring right at the two of you. Yeah, I might have something I can do that might help. I'm curious as to what, if anything, Zadrian does. Anything, bud? Um, I don't really need to do anything right now. Um, I might, uh, I might just go around the figure. Okay. going to move 5, 10, 15, following almost directly in your in your tracks, Zadrian. As you get there, uh, hold on. You see another one. Another specter just floating. By the time you reach it, Zadrian, it's peering off to your right. But as you come to a standstill, the head slowly begins to turn towards your direction and you hear this snapping, not of bones, not of organic matter per se, but almost like ice snapping and falling to the ground as the head jitteredly turns in your direction. Oh, that's a lovely visual. The body is still facing your right-hand side. It's just the head that's turned. Do I be stupid? Don't be stupid, Alara. Don't be stupid. <laughs> you know, fuck it. Alara is just going to look towards the figure, look towards Sadrian and look away. Let us pass our quarrel, our, our, our issue is not with you. Fuck it. 
Go ahead and roll me a persuasion check. Oh, please. If the odds were ever, ever in my favor. <laughs> An old man with a long beard suddenly appears and says, You shall 23. Pass. 23. You can maybe pass. 50 <laughs> 50. Buy new hot dogs. Alara, as you stare down this spectral form that is standing, I'm going to say it's about five feet away from Zadrian. Can, can I add my sentence, sorry? Yeah. When I said let us pass, I meant the whole, our whole group. Oh. Now that raises the DC because it's only aware of the two of you. It's only aware of you and you and Zadrian. But with a 23... Yeah. It looks to you, Ilara, and at this point you see the body now turn to face where the head is facing. That very um how do I describe it? That very jittered movement of if you've ever seen machinery that's been stuck together trying to move. It's not clean, it's not fluid, it's not natural, it's very broken movement but as the the full form of this specter looks to you at first you watch as it retreats but after about 15 feet of movement you lose track of it altogether Zadrin you look back and you can't tell whether or not the one that was behind you seconds ago has retreated or whether it's gone entirely. Going. Floor is yours. Alara lets out a, a very deep sigh. Fucking hell. And then she's going to look at you, Zadrian, and she's going to point at her head, like sort of like temple region, to try and get you to... She doesn't know what you call it, but the, the way when you sort of can speak to people, like send messages to them, like Alara's trying to signal Zadrian to do that to Alara, and possibly Darren, as she's moving up. Okay. So I just need to know if, if Zadrian picks up on that signal. to be a little 15 feet I forgot that bit nope sure doesn't from like five feet away you can't you can't I'm pick up the that one <laughs> that ones are they're they're horrible you, you, oh, he, he can't, he can't <laughs> even see you he cannot even see you in that case I'm permission to try something different uh sure Adrian in my head, buddy. Hmm? Does Alara have access to message? Well, you, you've sent message before and we've spoken. Yeah, like, you can reply. Okay, if somebody uses message on you, you can reply. But unless you've got message, you can't start the conversation. Yes, that's why Sir Alara would be sort of saying in my head 
So I'm assuming Alara has the spell message. I don't. I can only reply to you as the DM said. So essentially with my nat one, I'm just like, you, yeah, you, you can't even see, you can't even see Alara despite the fact she's five feet in front of you. Surely she. Surely you would have heard Alara speak out loud to you. you. You're not that unperceptive. You can't hear, right? The wind and noise from this storm—it's nearly impossible. Zadrian could be screaming at you, and you'd struggle to hear him. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my brain? <laughs> then we'll leave that little tidbit to um later on then so is there anything else i'd like to do before i, before I stop hogging the thing religion roll okay that's what just roll first see if i'm lucky rolls a nat 20 there's no god here <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine you joke you, you, you joke. Listen, you haven't rolled yet. It's fine. 22? Fucking 22? Okay. The Balrog slowly rises from the river. <laughs> right. Wait, were you finding a Balrog that that was that small? <laughs> right. Okay, so before I say what I'm going to say, Mayhem, you're going to get a quick DM. Bah. Seven minutes later. I know, right? No, 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 no. It's just... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, don't forget to check out the wonderful team over at onlycrits.com. Uh, we'll do another plug for them later on because that DM came in a lot fucking quicker than I thought it would. <laughs> also, there's a, there's another. We actually got another sponsor here. No, we um, don't. No, we don't. No, no, no. Zaris is assless chaps. Jesus Christ. Because <laughs> you know okay. where's the pants. Alright. <laughs> so Hello. with that with that rule, <laughs> I just want to say where if anyone didn't roll a nat one in perception, they could hear me saying this. Are you there? Mommy, can you hear me? You get a response. You get a response. You get a response, Alara. <laughs> yes, and what a dreadful time you're having. I'm fucking petrified. You should be. <sighs> but with those standing on either side of you. I believe you can make it through this storm. It's not just the storm, it's not the hell, it's the whole damn blinking thing. Um You're beginning to crack. I thought you were better than this. I'm not cracking. Then prove it. Don't let all the struggles you've pushed through be for nothing. At your session, DM, that's not really what I was going for. It's what you're getting. <laughs> so, 
they didn't pick up exactly what I was doing. Okay, never mind. Alaris is going to drop connection then. Okay. Because... Thanks, Mom. Knuckle up, buttercup. <laughs> you want to build a snowman? <laughs> Do you want to hide a body? I will say... God damn it, Tony. After that connection drop, Elera is going to plunge with anger right in front of her into the into the ground. Whether not rapier, whether whether scythe, just plunge in anger. Okay. So you you hear a clarification? Did you say plunge or lunge? Plunge. Essentially, the hammer, the the hammer or caber toss, but right into the ground in front of her. She stabby stabbed the ground. Yeah. Elara and Zarin make a perception check with disadvantage. Oh god, am I fucked up? No, <laughs> we'll see. Make a what check? With Ten perception check with disadvantage. Can it not be with disadvantage? I got a good, I got quite a good that one there uh, without disadvantage. If you could accept that one, Dean, that'd be great. Thank you. No. Do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> <laughs> what did you roll, Zarin? <laughs> I have a feeling it's better than that one. <laughs> what did you roll? That one. That one, beautiful. So you don't hear it. <laughs> Neither of you hear it. <laughs> And neither of you see it, which makes it even juicier. That's brilliant. From the ground, you hear "ow." <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, bye might be the right sentiment that you guys want to go with. In, in, in other words, GTFO. <laughs> That's a good game, but we don't have any turrets or guns. Not, not even fucking Kala saw it. Jesus Christ. Okay. What are y'all doing on that side of the river? <laughs> Continue. Oh, by the way, just out of session, if any of y'all want a theme for what I'm going for here in this section of today's episode, think about what I've been watching lately. Tremors? No. Nope. Uh, no. Zara's actually featured in... One order you? Like what? <laughs> Yeah, you put. No, I can't. I can't say that. I can't say that. Bum, bum. <laughs> Fucking hell! No, nearly, it's nearly more of cancelled. No, it's 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 the fact that. Uh, I mean, Tony, you you should know what he's referring to here, by because he said that someone is like a spitting persona of you and voice of you in this program he's been watching. <laughs> Help me, Ice T. So Alara takes out her scythe, doesn't say anything, and puts it back on her back and sighs. She doesn't believe that was the true person she was speaking to, though. Okay. That's the way she's going. She doesn't. She doesn't believe it. Interesting way of uh, looking at the situation. You're not my mother. Why would you speak to Alara in that manner when they had such a better bond? more caring nature of this person why would the champion of the raven queen be sending like such a bitch 
Right, you took that the wrong way, you rolled it the wrong way, alright? We're having- You know what? Seeing your vacation, I'm gonna fucking have words with you, because I can actually Good luck. You in Good person. luck, I'll be turning my phone off. <laughs> oh, not that, not that Any hoodie. Players, feel free. I'll say that as you guys approach, as you guys push this far through the storm, the path ahead of you is now somewhat clearer. Any perception checks from here on out will go 25 feet and beyond is when it starts getting into the, uh, the disadvantage territory. So if anybody would like to roll, you don't have to, but if anybody would like to, you're free to. 22 from Zarin. Okay. I'll skip this roll. I'll use my 23 passive. Okay. Uh, you said that was Zarin, Tony? Zarin is uh, 22. Cool. And then uh, Zadrian, I'm just going to use my 17 passive because I rolled okay. lower than that. Uh, well, <clears throat> Zarin, Zadrian and Meldir, you guys see where the the path of the stream is continuing on. You see what is essentially the way forward, a way out of where you are. As you guys continue to press on forward, the environment towards your left forces the cluster of the party that is Elera, Zarin, Kala, and Zadrian to verge to the right to the point where you all eventually regroup because the ground that's on the left opens up to a wider large body of water as you now stand on what is essentially a frozen shore with an ascending climb path up the uh, up the right hand side of where you are along the the wall face of the rock which is where we are going to go ahead and move you on over to here the second map for tonight uh the storm as you guys ascend the first 40 50 feet you guys begin to push through and you feel the, the intensity of the storm begin to lessen. The volume of the wind begins to die down to where you can audibly hear your own footsteps. The snow and the sleet and the hail, not as intense, but still battering you from left to right. No, oh my god, I hate roll 20. I was trying to do that. So, Disaster Squad, as you push forward, you now have a cleaner line of sight on each other to the point where, at least visually, you don't have to worry about anybody wandering off and getting lost. The path in front of you is only about 20 foot wide at its widest points and is a series of curves and 
increasing and decreasing levels of bottleneck. There's points where the path is 20 feet, there's points where the path is 15, and there's parts of it that force you all to go in single file. As you push forward for what feels like a couple of minutes, Kala looks out over the left-hand side and gets a sense for just how far up you guys have climbed. She looks to Eleta, taps you on the shoulder, and directs your attention out to where she's looking. You see, she points out Alara, she points out the landscape of Kana. This series of spear-like blades of ice jutting out in almost every conceivable direction of the ice. The frozen tundra ahead of you just goes on for miles and miles and miles to the point where for a split second you wonder if that's all Kana really has to offer in terms of its geography. She looks out to you and says I genuinely thought that it was going to be a lot worse than this. I don't know what I had in my had pictured in my mind, but I, I I don't know whether I don't know whether we're lucky or I don't know if this region is just more forgiving. But we it could it, it could have been a hell of a lot worse, right? I'm not saying that to try and sound naive. I'm just I'm saying like we could have we could have been stranded in in a in a crater. We could have stepped foot off that barge and we could have walked directly into enemy territory. I, I mean, aside from the fact that the entire plane is enemy territory, but we could have walked smack bang into something. Right? Hell isn't always burning. No, I... I know. It just, it feels too good to be true. Zadrian, then it is. She looks to Zadrian. Zadrian... How much... What do you know of... What do you know of Kana? Is there anything that you can... You can tell us that might... Uh, I don't know... Like, you do, like, might tell us what to expect. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I want to. I feel like the more we know, the better our chances. How's a uh, nineteen on history sound? Sounds extremely good. With a nineteen on history, Adrian Kana. You know, is one of the the more populated of the lower levels of hell. You know that Maladomini the Seventh is completely devoid of life, apart from the Lord that rules over it. Cana is heavily inhabited, but the population density is clustered. Now. I'll say with a 19 on history. 
as mildly familiar as you are with the layout and the geography and in terms of landmarks, you know that there are, there are few and far between. There's not very many points of interest in Cana. The first one that springs to mind is the court of Mephisto, where obviously Mephisto dwells. There is a pit that is believed to have been dug by Titans in order to use as a trap for certain creatures that you're not entirely sure whether or not they're real or whether they are a horror story of hell dreamt up in order to try and dissuade anybody from ever setting foot on Kena. But other than that pit and Mephisto's court, there's very few landmarks. A lot of the population of Kena dwells in either subterranean mazes or makeshift caves that have been carved into rock sites. I'll say though, with your 19, you can, you can feel pretty confident, assuming, not knowing for sure, but assuming that this path leads towards Mephisto's court. Okay, well, I'm just going to relay all of that back to the party. Cal is actually going to start venturing forward. Can we move further than 15 feet now? Yeah, I'd say about 20, 25. There we go. Okay. Uh, Let me roll this real quick. Two, okay. You guys are clear. You guys are free to keep moving. Before we move, I want to do something real quick. Sure. Go ahead. I'm going to burn up two charges in my staff, and I'm going to cast Flaming Sphere and cast a Fireball five feet above us. Okay. With the purpose of? Heat source. Okay. Cool. Uh, how long does that last for? It's a concentration for up to one minute. Uh, disregard that damage roll. It's a concentration for up to one minute, and I can move it 30 feet, up to 30 feet, using my bonus action each time. Cool. Okay. So it can essentially follow us. For up to a minute. For up to a minute. Okay. So, I'll say you got, like I said, you guys are feel, you guys are free to move your tokens. Uh, if you get to anything that I've got marked on the map, then I'll let you know. 
I was about to say, we all look back and the twins are making snow angels. <laughs> hey. Why not? When in hell, why not? When at home. Okay, Cal's gonna continue moving up. Zarin, as you as you make your way past Kala and you get five feet in front of her where is it I need you to make me a dexterity saving throw does this cause me to get become uh, uh, potentially become blinded deaf or inca incapacitated in any way uh, give me uno momento. I need to look up the wording of something. Uh, no. Great. Uh, 13. You just failed. Uh, so, Zarin, as you push past Kala and take up a leading position for the party, your fruit catches. Uh, I can't speak today. A patch of ice that was covered in the snow that you failed to, you failed to see, and you proceed to fall quite literally on your face. Uh, you are currently prone, and you actually end up sliding ten feet. Actually, that was the best. That was the the best outcome you could get. You fall prone. And slide 10 feet south. And actually, since you're going through Kala, she needs to make a... Would it be strength or dex? Big dex. Dex. She falls as well. So she's going to go arse over tea kettle and slide... Uh, she actually falls uh, to the west. <laughs> Can anyone else picture in their mind a tiefling on his face just sliding on the ground? That's the yeah, feet. that's exactly what happened. Bang! And then... Listeners just say, I am so happy I am five feet away from him. <laughs> I am so happy. But all of you, all of you here, both Kala and, Zar uh, and Zarin hit the deck. And you watch as Kala slides off to the left, just catching onto a small rock uh, before she gets even remotely close to sliding off the, le uh, the edge of the path. She watches Zarin slides back, ends up being the reason that Kala fell flat on her face, and then continues five feet past her. He watches Kala gets up, makes her way over to, to Zarin, and Zarin, she extends a hand in order to, to help you back onto your feet as well. Yep, he'll he'll take the hand. Won't <laughs> say anything, but he'll take it. As you as you get back up to to full height, she pats you on the back and just gives you a look of. Let's not talk oh, about it. I won't tell anyone. Uh, Alera gives uh, Saren. Uh, now, what did I call it last time when we had that little talk? Valdaro Red. Oh my god. Oh boy. 
So essentially, Larry gives Zarina you know, the cigarette. In the time skip between campaigns, I'm going to outlaw smoking. The Mildeer immediately lights up his pipe. <laughs> if you can fucking light it. <laughs> I have a flaming sphere five feet above my head. Try me. I have a rapier that goes on fire. Bitch, please. <laughs> Not to you, Mildeer, to the DM. <laughs> uh huh. Alright. As you guys continue to press forward, Kala, somewhat with a limp on her, her left leg from where she fell, uh, trying her best not to lose any more of her composure or her dignity as, uh, as she presses forward. What's the marching order as you guys press on? Okay. Anon That's is, where the pushback ASMR is going to be. I was going to say, Anon's the one making snow angels now. Where'd my hunchback go? Or is she just sledding? Or did she also slip? Anon? I'm here. Sledding, snow angels, or slip? Sliding. Oh, so you're right down here then. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> All of you just hear the descending voice of Anon and she goes, Wee! Fuck you. She's still not attached to Meldir, though, is she? No, she, she wasn't attached. She was just in his cloak. You no, I was on his back. Remember? I did specify. Yeah, under the cloak, but... Oh, so Meldir's the sled then? Okay, okay. No, he's not. Last I checked, he was an ASMR. <laughs> Very funny. The moment he feels any kind of slippage, two pairs of wings are coming out. Freezing over Freezing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although I think that one was deliberate, wasn't it? Anywho. I'll say that you guys continue to ascend the, to make the climb along the the path in front of you until you all begin to watch as it opens up and I do have a little bit of a descriptive uh paragraph to to give you all as you uh as you venture onto the next map. So disregard anything that you immediately see upon arrival until the and gates of Mordor. Listen, the black gate, that would have been a fucking dope ass infiltration section to go through, but I did not want to get copyright struck. Okay. Now the question is no fucking didn't I just, um, hold on. Okay. As you guys round the last part of the path, you watch as the environment around you opens up into a somewhat small valley, a ditch, a crevice in the, the overall mountain-esque rock formation that you have spent the last several minutes ascending. There is a short wooden pathway 
ahead of you. But that's the least thing that catches your attention because immediately upon arrival, Zadrian, Zarin, Meldir, Aletta, and Kala. Anon, I don't know whether you were paying attention enough in order to clock them, but all of you clock sight of several of the same spectral forms that you had seen whilst pushing through the storm. But again, that's secondary on your list of priorities because the thing that catches your attention the most is the 120 foot long coiled up ice serpent that as you all as quietly as you may try to be reach the beginning of that pathway uncoils its head and stares you down i have rolled for stealth no you rolled you, you rolled that whilst we weren't recording it's not official and I am re-rolling! Let's see. 31! <gasps> With disadvantage. You said advantage on stealth. So it's a plain roll then, so it would be the first one. That's still 20. That's still a 20, you're right. But uh, I think it goes without saying, guys. Everybody roll for initiative. Oh boy. No way we can reason with uh, the ice serpent. You can try, but judging by its initial body language, you don't get the sense that it really wants to. I want to try something then. We start speaking in world snake language from God of War. <laughs> uh, how's oh, about... God, no, but, no, before we start initiative, I'm being serious about this, DM. I want to persuade him. You want me to Why? be? You want me to be completely honest? No way I can reach a DC. Oh, you can. But I'm feeling lucky then. For details so, that have not been revealed yet. Why is it that Zarin rolls two nat ones earlier, but then when initiative happens, he rolls a nat twenty? That's that's bullshit. I'm just as confused as to why Alara is trying to seduce the snake. I'm not trying to seduce, just... I'm gonna... Regardless, we'll be starting this if I still want to try this, so... Alara breaks out a flute. <clears throat> no, like, I'm, like, serious here, so... Right, give me a second. Hands up, not fully up, but like in the sort of like, oh, like hide a word at like the sort of like, per 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 palms facing the serpent like head height. I spoke to. I, apologies, I do not know the name for these, beings. Our issues are not with you. And not with these beings. We clearly just wish to pass. That is all. You can clearly tell we aren't from any of the hells. We have not died in that way to travel, traverse, to, uh, but. 
please let me and my party pass. Now, persuasion roll. What, Alara? What was your initiative roll? Uh, I can do the initiative just now. Give me a second. I was too busy wanting to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was listening to you. Twins, what was your initiative rolls? Zaren got a nat 20. Zadrian got a 14 total. Nat 20 for a total of? 21. Okay, I'll put you at 28 then, because the nat 20 always goes first. 14 and a initiative four, for me. Uh, four, ooh, so that's two 14s then. Uh, out of Aletta <laughs> and Zaren, who's got the higher dex mod? My dex is a plus five. Yeah, so Alara got it. Okay. Uh, and you so put Zadrian as the 28, not uh, Zarin. Ah, shit. Hold on. So Zarin was the one that got the nat 20? Zarin got the nat 20. Yeah, Zadrian got a 14. So I'll put Zadrian as that. And 28 for him. He goes there. Mission to do the roll on persuasion if it's a persuasion roll DM. Uh yep. Give me Uno Momento. I am getting there with the very long list. That actually looks like a pretty even initiative. Okay. Why can't my initiative rolls in Baldur's Gate 3 go like this? Fucking hell. Okay. Eleta. Mm. Give me that persuasion, Jack. Oh, D&D dice rolling gods. <laughs> Mayhem said there is a possibility for me to reach this. And I'm going, fuck. And okay. you're dead. Obviously, yeah, I'm going to get some sort of damage from provoking the beast here. So just not damage per se, but I do need you to make me a wisdom saving throw. Or... You can choose to fail it intentionally. The saving throw is whether or not you resist it. Here's the thing, though, because I tried to be passive to this creature. I guess I would just take it. You're going gonna, by you're the gonna, You're going to choose to fail. I'm going to choose to fail. Just for because if not, it would seem like I'm going against what I was already planning there. So. Okay. Then... I should really say Alara is quite... Oh, um, token. You've got your token. Oh, oh, now I do. Right. So obviously I would have been trying to go ahead of the party as I'm doing this sort of speech. So. Okay. I, t I take whatever you can give to me and I'm slightly nervous, but I don't want to mess the roleplay up here. So what do I take? I want, to, I want to make abundantly clear details that are about to be said are only known to Alara. Whether or not she chooses to reveal them to you. I have a feeling is she this, will, but it's... Is this, uh, is this a deafen moment? No, no. No, no, no. I'll let them hear it. But I just want to make abundantly clear that only Alara knows this. Alara, after you finish speaking, you pleading with this, this serpent. You feel a grasp on your mentality. You feel an invasive touch on the inside of your head. Can I go up my knees as that's happened then? 
you can flavor this as however you want but if you go to your knees you will have to use half of your movement to get back up ah shit. okay no i'll just i'll stay still then okay almost like something wrapping its way around the flesh of your brain as a voice pierces literally pierces through your mind just saying you got a lot further than I anticipated. Never mind. I'll let my pet put a stop to your pitiful games. Fare thee well, disemboweler. Can I respond to this? You can. Am I hit mind? You you can yeah. Rapier, left hand. Scythe, right hand. Rapier, flex ignites with its blue flame. Ornery comes out. Oh wait, no, no, this is not my this is it's not my not time. So let me do this for. I can't even do this, so I'm just gonna. <sighs> Fuck. I'm saying this out loud. Fuck you. I'll give you a free inbred. I'll give you a free roll. Go ahead and roll an insight check. Insight. Because there's a certain phrase there. Yeah. That fare thee well. It, it should it should twig to you. You should recognize it. But whether mm -hmm. or not in the moment you do is decided upon this roll. Five, so no. I know Rob knows what you mean, but Larry doesn't. You're too you're too focused on this monolithic serpent in front of you and the fact that it is standing between you and the way forward. So to kick this off, we go to the top of the initiative order with Zarin. You're up, buddy. Okay, question. So, did we regain any of our stuff during the travel? By yeah, chance? the the trip along the river sticks was classified as a a long rest. Okay, cool. Uh, let me change all of that real quick then. Okay. So, um, first and foremost, with Zarin, he's going to use his bonus action rage to create the three. Uh, create three pools, shadow pools. Uh, he's going to create one where the big serpent is at. He's going to create one at the top of the bridge up here uh, in the middle of where this little spec vector thing is at. How they go there again? They're 20 feet, right? Uh, 30. Okay, so 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. 10, 15, 20, 25, and that brings us to there. I'm going, yep, keep going. I'm just going to replicate these. So the one circle, it, the specter thing up here is in the middle of it. So that circle would go up uh, quite a bit more. Yep. The, the last circle, uh, other than the one that's on the snake, would be over on this side. Okay. Question before you do your attacks. Uh, I'd like to say we're still attached, Saren. Uh, not for long. 
<laughs> so whatever you do is going to completely cut the rope? No, it won't cut the rope. You forget I can teleport. Yeah, but if you're teleporting and the stuff's I'm still attached to you with the no. rope, would I not be... No. 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 It's just his physical form. It's not anything that he's attached to. Perfect. That was my worry. Over. Uh, okay, so those three are created. That was my bonus action. Action. Uh, how far... Thirty. I can hit him at thirty, so I can move thirty feet, and then still be able to hit him. Okay. Uh, perfect. So I'm going to go here. So, just real quick, give me a give me a reminder of the effects of these these pulls. So the pulls, um. I can I can teleport to them as a bonus action uh, the turn after that I summon them. Right. So the the first turn I summon them using uh, one of my rage counters Uh, as a bonus action on the, the, the following turn. I can teleport to any of the three circles as a bonus action whenever. I have a uh, resistance to bludgeoning, slashing, and uh, piercing damage while inside of them. The inside of the circles is classified is as dim light to dark light, so darkness. Uh, but it's magical effect. Um, so if I step into the circle and activate my ring, then my ring also activates. So it's magical uh, darkness, right? It's it's classified as magical darkness. Okay. Um, but he can see within that darkness. Okay. Um, so he can see within that darkness. It's it's classified anywhere from dim light to complete darkness inside of the circles. Um, so for the purposes of uh, any creatures that enter into the circle, if they cannot see in magical darkness, then they are blind. So they they won't be able to see at all. Okay. They'll have have to roll perception checks. Um, there's that. Then uh, I've already mentioned that he, while he's in the circles, he gets resistance to bludgeoning, slashing, and piercing damage. If he activates the ring, the ring will also activate. But because of the wording of the ring, the ring will make it to where that while he is within the circles and his ring is active he is immune to bludgeoning slashing and piercing damage um also the last bit is that if any creature moves with within the circle or tries to move out of the circle i can use a free reaction to teleport to that specific circle and i get uh my i get opportunity attacks on that creature so if something tries to move in the circle or out of the circle, I get a free reaction to teleport to that circle instantly and get an opportunity attack. Okay. That everything? Uh, yes. Cool. Cool, 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 uh, cool, cool, cool. Uh, oh, yeah, they do last for uh, eight hours. 
Nice. No, okay. no, 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 no. That's another feature. They they last the same as uh, Rage for one minute. So they last, they last for a minute. minute. Okay. The the eight hours thing is something else that he also has, but that's completely different. Cool. Um. Okay. So these circles last for a minute. Uh. Okay. So that's everything for that. So he moves up to the snake, and. He's within uh, attack range, so he's going to make two uh, two attacks as his action uh, with a great sword. Uh, Twenty-seven on the first one hits, and thirty-one on the second hits. So the slashing damage for the first one is 11, and then I got a roll for the cold damage. Uh, let's see. Uh, 14 cold damage for the first uh, first one, so it'd be 25 damage for the first attack. That cold damage will be halved. Wait. No, no, you don't uh, Te- he's, because of... he's immune, so technically it goes down to a resistance. Okay, that's, okay, that's so why that... I halved it. Gotcha. gotcha. I, I, thought I remembered. Was... I remembered all your crap. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, let's see. Noted. Nine slashing for the f- the second one, plus uh fifteen cold. On so the nine one. and seven, that'll be sixteen. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so there is that. Uh, that was that was bonus action and two attacks. Yes. Uh, we're going to uh that's going to be it for Zarin. Moving on okay. to the serpent. Uh Yeah. It's going to make a multi-attack. First one's going to be a bite. That's a 21 to hit. Uh, you said bite against uh, Zarin. Zarin, yeah. Uh, 21 to hit. Uh, yeah, that'll hit. That'll hit. Okay, we'll go through that one first. So that is 23 points of piercing damage, which will be halved because you're in. Are you, uh, actually, you're, I'm only, not in the, you're not in. I'm pool. not in the circuit. Right, so yeah, I'm be not 20, in the pool yet. 23 points of piercing damage. Uh, second attack is going to be a tail attack with a 26 to hit. Hold on, hold on. 
you said 21 damage for the first one? Uh, 23 for the first one. Oh, tw 23 damage for the first one, okay. And, and then... 26 to hit with a tail attack. Yeah, that'll hit. Okay. So that's 15 points of bludgeoning damage, and you're pushed back 10 feet. Okay. Anon, you're up. I'm gonna shoot it. You can shoot it. And shoot it. Okay. Like we sniper. <laughs> the Vardorian sniper. Is there not a subclass that you can go? Is it like a spell sniper or is that a feat? Seventeen to hit. Just misses. Fucker. Anything else that you would like to do? Yeah, I'm gonna move. Move? Yeah, so I'm gonna shimmy out from under the cloak. He slides down my back. <laughs> yep, slides down the back and shimmies out from under the coat. Beautiful. And that's me. Beautiful. So, uh, with that in mind, we come to the first of the three souls in the initiative. Uh, we have the one up on the uh, left-hand side slope, uh, not left, right-hand side slope of the, the courtyard. Uh, it's going to use some of its movement. So, 5, 10, yeah, it's going to, yep, I'm going to do it. Uh, it's going to move 10 feet and drop itself off the ledge. Pause. Yeah. Free reaction because you're within the circle. Yep. I get to teleport there and make an opportunity attack against you. Cool. Go ahead. Uh, 30. Hits. Scares me that 30 for him is not a nat 20. Uh, 16 slashing with... Uh, an additional 5 cold. So, 21. Cool. Okay. Uh, Zarin, you watch as the... The Spectre, which during your traversal earlier, you'd kept a, you'd kept a distance from them. You never got within touching distance, but your sword, it lands on solid mass. You feel the impact of the, the blades against what feels like bone. And after landing your two hits the, the the specter doesn't seem fussed it doesn't seem deterred it just continues along its path and then proceeds to tumble itself down to to ground level it is going to take it is the sixes three five 
10 points of bludgeoning damage uh which i'll say because you were attacking it uh you watch as it tumbles head over heel three times before landing on its back on the the snowy ground in front of you just on the the floor level of this this valley and you watch as it erupts into a blast five feet wide of what looks to be arcane force and then scatters to the wind we come to the second one the one that is furthest well somewhat furthest away uh standing vigilantly at what appears to be a the entryway almost like a doorway uh it's actually going to pass its turn it's going to stay there we come to the third one in the initiative before kala who's going to do the exact same thing it's going to use 10 feet of movement and then drop down 10 feet so it's going to take 2d6 that's six points of bludgeoning damage mark that down okay uh it's then going to use the second half of its movement to get back up uh kala is up with another one of the souls on deck uh she is going to move round to Meldir's right hand side uh and is going to use a first level spell slot to uh cast bless on you Meldir and what does bless do uh for your attack rolls and your saving throws you get an extra d4 uh that is her action does she have anything that is a bonus action uh not really no which is annoying any hoodie actually no hold on she does have one she does have a, a spell slot uh that she can use as a ah, it's a spell that's that's not going to be doable uh nope we move on to the next soul and then alara you are up uh this one is going to use five 10 15 20 25 30 30 feet 30 feet of movement alara you're up with zadrian on deck so Alara's gonna actually stay exactly where she is at the moment. She is going to use two charges of her scythe. Uh, and that's gonna be to cast, I need to get the right level here. It's gonna be casting Cloud of Daggers at fourth level for 88, but no attack roll. Okay. So I will put that, let's say about here. Uh no. what is the how big is the area of effect of it? Uh, b -b -b give me a second here. The range 60 feet. No, the, the area. That's the range of which you can target it. What's the uh, the area? Is it a five oh, foot? Oh, five feet. Sorry, five feet. Sorry. Fill uh, area with a cube of spine daggers that stretches five feet across in the centers and the point of your choosing a creature takes. And then... And you're so wanting it, if I can actually grab it. 
essentially I'll, I'll, I'll mark again. Um, there? Yeah, there. Cool. So it's somewhat of a defensive thing, so I don't need to make an attack roll on that because it's using the two chargers from the scythe here from the build, so... That is going to be... But... 8d4. That one's will do damage there. Once uh creature sets foot into it. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just so, out of range there. Yeah, so the minute you move... Well, towards that way. So my actual attack roll I'm going to do... Is... Let's get the right fucking roll here. Fucking... Mm. Yeah, let's go with two beams of Eldritch Blast. Okay. So I'll do it one second. Give me a second. That's my fire. Double check this is the correct modifier there. Yeah, that is. So for the two beams, so 19 and a 23. Nat 20 on that. Okay, so both of them hit. Go ahead and roll the first beam and then. Yeah, it's going to be after. Yeah, so the first beam of that. Bump it. Straight D12 twice. So the first one is a 10, and the second one's an 11. Second one's a 22 because it's a nat 20. Yeah, yeah. So that bad. is and... 32 points of force damage. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to move five, again, 15 feet. And then I'm going to, for this moment, no, I'm actually going to hold a reaction and then turn. Okay. Legendary action on behalf of the serpent. At the end of your turn, it is going to make a spit attack towards you. Uh, make a dexterity saving throw. Me? Yep. Uh, uh, 22. Doing a momento. Yeah, okay. Never mind. I was checking something. Uh, 22, you succeed, so you're going to take half. Uh, do that. That is six points of acid damage. Uh, as you watch this thick, viscous, bile green colored uh, pool get spat at your feet, you feel the, the ichor begin to seep through the the material of your boots and starts stinging the soles of your feet so Zadrian, um, just remember i'm holding a reaction there you're holding a reaction yep zadrian you're up with meldir on deck okay meldir i see you marking lines there bud don't ask <laughs> I'm thinking. Oh, I'm thinking too. Don't worry. Okay. 
move there and pull up the this thing. Okie dokie. I am going to use the staff to take to take as my action. So you cut out there, Tony. Uh, so I'm going to use uh, my staff and use seven charges off the staff to cast Prismatic Spray at towards the snake. Ooh, uh, lovely. I haven't seen that in a while. Pretty rainbows. Pretty <laughs> rainbows. Uh, so now i got to do some measurement. Uh, I don't want a line. I want a cone. I want a snow cone. Do you want to build a snowman? God damn. Dang, boy. So if I aim in that direction, both of those will get hit. Yeah. But if I aim in that direction, then all three of those will get hit. Yeah. So I'm going to aim in this direction so that the snake and then two of the uh, specters get hit. Now, for the big roll, uh, let's see. Have to roll a, roll a D8 to determine what I get. Uh, so, eight, what does eight do? Target is struck by two rays. Roll twice more, re-roll any eights. Gotcha. Okay, so... What spell is this? Prismatic Spray? Prismatic Spray, yeah. It's uh, the 7th level spell. So... 5 and 3. Okay, so... Okay, that, yeah, that's... That's easy to keep up with. So three was lightning damage. Uh, five was cold damage. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna convert all of it to cold. Does it need to make a a save or anything? No. Are you sure? Uh, each, each ray is dexterity saving throw. Right. So that is a 25 and a 21. Fail. Damn, okay. On So fail on all of those. Holy shit. Uh, you're going to take 20 20d6. Yep. Holy. Well, that's going to be half because immunity down to resistance. That's a spicy, that's a spicy spray. 
Alright guys. Here was me thinking Kana couldn't get any colder. God damn. 95. Holy shit. It just got colder. That's down to, what, 47? Holy fuck. <laughs> okay then. Do oh, I'm fucking... about to make... Oh no, I'm about to make it worse. Oh fuck. So, you remember in the last episode where I said that I have a special feature that I've been saving up for a while? No, but I'm not going to question it. I'm excited to see what you're about to pull out of your ass. I'm going to use all four of my sorcery points to be able to cast uh, a free action surge and also recharge my staff fully. <laughs> Holy fuck. So one of the feats that I was able to get with the level up was Meta Magic Adapt, and two of the choices that I made was that I could use sorcery points to get Action Surge, and the other one was to allow me to use the rest of my charges to charge any items that I have in my inventory that uses charges. So now I'm going to cast Prismatic Spray again. God damn! <laughs> I think all the warlocks are coming in clutch. So hold 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 on a second. Actually, because <coughs> that that twenty that ninety five hits the, the the specters as well, doesn't it? Yep. Yep. All right. Well, they go poof. <laughs> Literally, poof. Bam. I know I said at one point that I was going to get y'all to stop sending me your updated character sheets, but I'm going to start asking for it again. Nah. Access denied. That's a magic to gathering Your sheet dot 404 not found. Mm, you don't have enough lands to tell you our secrets. I've got 38 lands at my disposal, asshole. Try me. Okay. Uh, so you don't take damage on this one, but you get... Uh, the snake got indigo. The uh, indigo means that you are now restrained. On the start Damn. of each year, on the start of each year turns, you must make a Constitution saving throw. If you succeed three times, the effect ends. If you fail three times, you are permanently turned to stone, and you are petrified for the remainder of your life. Wow. Uh oh. Okay. Uh, Depending on what I'm going to do, that might make it more juicy, North. Uh, but so the the snake is now restrained. Yep. Um, and m at the start of each of its turns, must make a Constitution saving throw and beat uh, Zadrian's spell save DC. If you cannot and you fail three times, you are permanently petrified. You turn to stone. Okay. Uh, uh, qu Zadrian, question. Yep. Is Zadrian's hair made of snakes? <laughs> You're calling him a Medusa. Um. <gasps> let's see. That's his ant. That was my movement action. Uh, Special ability. Second action. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, don't 
I'm actually going to hold my bonus action as my reaction. Okay. And then uh, just pass it off. Okay, Meldir, you're up with uh, three more souls on deck. Let's see how much I can fuck everything up. See how much you can fuck up your friend's plans. I'm going to fly to about right. Jump. Okay. I'm How going to burn. I am about 15 feet off the ground. Okay. And I'm going to burn four charges to cast Wall of Fire. Damn. Okay. I'm going to draw the line from here to. It, don't, it won't let me draw a line. Hold on, I, I'll get it for you. I got two dots on the map. I got to draw a line from one dot to the other. There you That's go. a 60-foot line. Got it. So you're going to clip the the soul to Zadrian's right. This one right here. Mm-hmm. It needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, create a wall of fire. When a wall appears, each creature within this area must make a dex saving throw. On a failed save, a creature takes 5d8 fire damage, which would be 27. Well, it rolled an 18, so it's going to take 27 fire damage. Yes, yes it is. Alright, so... As a concentration lasts up to minutes, I'm going to burn one charge in my ring of bage birth. To cast uh, actually hang on let me make it real quick okay that should be alright I think let me take a look at it because... uh, yep he'll be back you cast fireball on the big snake fireball fireball uh, is restrained so it will have was it disadvantage on the dexterity saving throw? I think it does if it can't uh, move, yeah. Speed becomes zero and it cannot ben uh, benefit from any bonus attack rolls uh, against the creature have advantage. Uh, creature's attack roll, uh, creature has disadvantage on saving throws. Awesome. Uh, so disadvantage on the fireball. Uh, yeah, it's going to go ahead and take that 44 fire damage. I'm not going to tell you what it rolled. And because it's within, I think, it, let me take a look at my uh, wall of fire real quick again. One side of the wall selected by you when you cast, which would be the side facing the snake, deals 5d8 fire damage to each creature that ends its turn within 10 feet of that side or inside the wall. Okay, so it also has to take 5d8 fire damage from my firewall as well. When it ends its turn. But it's still within 10 feet. Oh, wait, hang on. Yeah, you said when it ends its turn within 10 feet of the wall. Twenty-seven, right? You know, twenty-seven. So that snake should have taken twenty-seven then. Well, actually, it needs to roll a deck save for that one too, because it was—it's within the ten feet of the front of the wall. 
a... Yeah, it failed. Okay, so it also takes an additional 27, then. And because it's stuck there, it's going to keep taking that 5d8 of damage. Could the, the creature just move like five feet towards the cloud of daggers just so some more damage can be taken? <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, Meldir, it says when that creature ends its turn within ten feet. It also says when the wall appears, each creature within its area must make a dexterity saving throw. So when I first cast it, I should have done a dex save for that snake as well at the first stop. And then when I did the fireball, it would have made another deck save. Right, so that 27 is for the casting, not for the... Okay. Yeah, it still takes the 27 for me casting it. Okay, cool. Uh, anything else? Uh, let me check. Oh, it's going to fuck this thing up. Actually, no, that's it. I'm going to end my turn there. All right, we come to the first of the second batch of three souls in the initiative. This one is going to make a beeline for a ladder. And is going to use multi-attack. First one's going to be a claw. Hell rebuke. That's if it hits. That's mm -hmm. Yeah, if it hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, 19 to hit? No. Okay. Uh, second attack is going to be a bite. 13. No. Uh, word of advice, don't state hitless rebuke unless you get hit. I just, I, I, I thought you said something different there, so no. I... Uh, that's why, that's why I, I've seen DMs respond to that sort of instance by saying, right, you've wasted that spell slot. I mean, for the sake of roleplay, since I said that, I feel no. like I should have really no, wasted no, no. it and so I'm not meta. You sure? No, don't, don't... Um, it's a learning moment. Uh, second one. Oh god, this one's all the way. Uh, Zadrian's gonna not Zadrian. Zaren's gonna get a moment here because the uh, the specter that is standing atop the ledge at the very top of the map uh, is going to go ahead and kamikaze itself off the ledge down to ground level. So if Zaren wants to go over there and. Uh, exploit his opportunity attack Twenty-two hits. Go ahead and roll uh, damage, Tony. Sorry about that. Uh, I was in the middle of a discussion. No, you're good, uh, bro. You're good. Don't worry. Uh, fourteen slashing damage plus an additional uh five cold damage. No, nope. no, 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 no. Oh, nope, 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 nope. No. 2d8, not 1d8. Not 2d. 
Seven. There we go. That's better. So 22 in total? Yes. Cool. Gotcha. Uh, as it hits the ground level, that's one, two. Where's the third one? I just had you. Where are you? There it is. Six, nine, uh, 14 points of bludgeoning damage. As it stands back up, that's the second half of its movement. So we are going <coughs> to call it there for that one. Uh, next is the the bottom of the initiative. Uh, this specter is going to fall 30 feet, taking two, five, seven points of bludgeoning damage. And he's within 10 feet of my firewall. So how many D8 is that? Five D8? I got to roll it. Takes an additional 22. Damn, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, Zarin, you're up, buddy. Okay. So, uh, bonus action. Teleport to the snake. Snake. Hith, hith. Hith, hith, motherfucker. I'm putting myself inside of this box because I can't see the token with, uh, because it keeps going underneath the big token. Right. But I'm inside of the circle. Cool. So wait, wait, you're putting your boxes in. You're not in the actual on the box then. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm inside here, but I can't okay. see the token to okay. move it again after I drop it. So that's why. That's perfect. Um. Okay. So free action. Activate the ring. Okay. So now I'm immune to bludgeoning, slashing, and piercing damage while inside of the circles. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to recklessly attack. <laughs> so, reckless, let me see if I can remember. That's a minus five penalty to your attack, but your damage goes up by... What is it? 10? No, that's Great Weapon Master, which I do have that too. Um, so I'm going, so I'm Reckless Attack is where I get advantage on hitting you, but my Great Weapon Master ability makes it to where that if I use it, I get a minus 5 penalty to the attack roll, but plus 10 to the, the damage total, which is what I'm going to do. When you make so, your first attack on your turn, you can decide to attack recklessly. Doing so gives you advantage on a melee weapon attack rolls using strength. But attack rolls against you have advantage until your next turn. Wow. Yes. Yes, but I, again, I'm immune to bludgeoning, slashing, and piercing damage because of the ring and yeah. inside of the circle. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't really affect me unless you do some kind of magical effect against me. So with that being said, I'm going to attack you uh, with my greatsword twice. The first attack with advantage, the second attack not with advantage. Okay. Okay, so uh, D20. Let's so I'm going to have to minus five on whatever I roll here. 
Uh, 23 to hit. Not, well, that's the first roll. And we're going to go with that 23. 23 hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Okay, so the damage is going to be 2d6 plus 6 plus 10 plus 2d8. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, uh, go ahead and roll that. Uh, whilst uh, Zarin is rolling the damage for that attack, ladies and gentlemen, just want to take this opportunity just to say thank you very much for listening this far into the session. Uh, combat episodes are... They can go one of two ways. Either people love them or people just try and skip right through them. Um, this combat section or section is ever so slightly different we'll get to why that is once the players reach the appropriate point um but this is the start of me trying to ramp up a little bit of intensity here in kana also i just want to say thank you very much for listening full stop because let's face it you guys are the ones that support this podcast uh with listening to our sessions we've actually i've i've been keeping track uh so far this week and i'm noticing more people more people than there were when i than when i last mentioned it um we're getting more people listening to the beginning of the podcast so the very first episodes that we did hopefully this is people starting their journey to catch up i'm noticing people starting from halfway chapter two um i have a feeling that that's people that have uh taking a break up until that point and then they're continuing but regardless of where you are regardless of where you start your Vard- your vardorian journey with us thank you very much it's greatly appreciated sponsored uh, by bumbles who gives a dragon a fucking boy <laughs> you guys did the first swing is 34 points of damage total Ooh. okay uh second swing is normal uh be 17 to hit uh misses so the second attack misses uh let's see here he comes to ruin the day I'm going to say that that is all that I can do for this turn with Zarin. Okay. Over to the snake's turn. And this is where you, I need to make that, was that a con save? You have to make a con save. Uh, Zadrian's going to use his reaction to middle finger you. You roll with disadvantage. That's the same roll, so that will be a 26. Uh, that... Yep, that just passes. Okay. So, like I was going to say, this is where I have a decision to make. And this is a decision that affects the session and the lore as a a wider context. So, 
Yeah, I think it's going to add a little bit more mystery. Um, just to clarify, neither of the twins are holding a reaction, are they? Uh, technically Zarin is because of the fact of the circle, but because the snake is restrained, your speed is zero and you can't really move or do anything anyway. Um, a restrained creature speed becomes zero and it can't benefit from any bonus to any form of speed. Attack rolls made against the creature from any source have advantage and the creature's attack rolls have disadvantage. The creature has disadvantage on dexterity saving throws as well. Okay. Uh, is Zadrian holding a reaction? Zadrian uh, just used his held reaction to middle finger you, so okay. I would say no. Then my plan should go off without a hitch. And this is this is more of a descriptive turn than it is anything. So for transparency, the serpent is casting plane shift. So with nothing to stop it, the serpent leaves Kana. You guys managed to wound it pretty decently. In fact, I'll go so far as to say that uh, after it leaves, Zarin, since you're the closest, uh, with your passive perception, you can notice that there are three uh, silver serpent scales lying in the snow. But in the time that it takes for plane shift to take effect and to transport the serpent out of Kana. Ilara, you hear that voice come back into your head. Fine. But don't think that the next time is going to be this easy. Best of luck in there. I'll leave you to clean up what mess I left. Question possible answer now I know who they were speaking to me but I want to roll an insight check on myself for the memory now that he's, the thing's gone to see whether or not you were correct yeah and for you to sort of explain then listeners you know you didn't pick up so can I roll an insight on myself yeah if it's on yourself go ahead and roll it with advantage I also had a question 17. 17. It's exactly who you think it is. So, Deceiver. Right. It's, yeah. But you're the only one that knows that right now until you re until you divulge that information to your party members. Now, when they said fine, whatnot, do the other beings remain there? Oh, the specters are still here, yeah. And judging by the fact that the specters are still here, you get the sense that they weren't sent here by him. They're native. So Alara's going to say out loud them before anything else then in the case of. See you around. Deceiver. Uh, Meldir, you said that you had a question as well. Would I have been seeing it? Would I have noticed that the snake was starting to cast um, plane shift? 
uh, I'd say that given how big the snake was, the the arcane circle underneath it. If you want to try and pick up on it, roll a perception check with disadvantage. Just given the fact that it was... It, arcane circles are not entirely big, but this snake... Was, 15. This snake wasn't even half uncoiled. Um, you might have caught a glimpse, but you're not entirely sure. Because I'm wondering if I would have cast my reaction counter spell or not. I think that was a 15, if I'm not mistaken. Well, this is a saying 17. I don't see why. You've done 2d20 plus 13. They were both twos. Okay, so 15. Yeah, I'm going to say that you're you're not entirely sure. Like I said, this snake wasn't even half uncoiled. So th you know that an arcane circle for any spell is no bigger than 10 feet across. Yeah. So we come to what is now the top of the initiative with Anon. Okay, I'm gonna go after the the wee ghosty scully thing that's uh, initiative 16. Which one's that? Uh, initiative 16 is this one right here. On the opposite side of the wall of fire. Cool. Um, I'm casting Cloud of Daggers. So a cloud of daggers instantly appears over its head. Okay. And on its turn, it has to take... Uh, eight damage every time. That is for... not. not... Hmm? Sorry, I was Sorry, I was I gonna say that's not what I wanted to copy. For a minute. And that is when it starts its turn there, or is that immediately? When... So every every turn for the next ten turns. Excellent. And any creature that also comes within it. Okay. Uh, Zarin, since the snake is gone, I'll go ahead and put your token inside the the thingy. Uh, Anon, remind me, does it say anything on Cloud of Daggers that says that you can move the cloud? No, you can't move the cloud. Okay. Once it's there, it's stationary there. Okay, I, I, in the back of my mind, I was thinking that you could move it. I mean, give us that power if you want. I'm sure you wouldn't mind. Anything else on your turn? I think if it's trying to move out of the cloud of daggers, like you have to roll and at a disadvantage to get out. Okay. The way you been working with me and UDM was uh, sort of in the area, and that the if the, the, the enemy was by by that sort of cloud of daggers, then they kept getting the the damage. Even when they left, they still got the damage. Sort of like when they entered, when they're standing in, and when they leave. And they're sort of turns where you've been doing it with me, I remember. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I roll for stealth. You roll for stealth. Okay. I'm not that stealthy. <laughs> well, you have advantage. 
Haha, <laughs> 22. So Anon, she kind of rolls behind, like she kind of hops and roll, flips and rolls in front of those um, kind of boulders and things. She goes into stealth and then sneaks out. out. Okay. So she somersaults over to it. Yep. Yep. Uh, Kala is up and yeah, she's going to go and get within striking distance of the, the specter that is on Alara's left hand side. Uh, she is going to bonus action where are you? Bonus action branding smite um Next time you hit a creature with a weapon attack, uh, before the spell ends, the weapon gleams with astral radiance as you strike. The attack deals an extra 2d6 radiant damage. Uh, let's go ahead and roll for her first attack. That's a 22 to hit, so that will be her regular hit, so that is 16 plus an extra 2d6. That's 26 points of four, uh, 26 points of slashing damage. Um, I need Aletta and Kala both to make deck saves. I'm going to need to ask the potential damage from this, uh, but deck save, you say. You're going to take damage either way. It's whether or not you take half or full. Yeah, as you know, the damage is after the roll. So, deck save. Seven. Uh, that's a nat 20 from Kala. Uh, Ilara, you're going to take full. Kala's going to take a quarter. Uh, so, Kala's going to take two. You're going to take 10 points of force damage, Ilara. 10 points. Cool. Mark that down for Kala. Actually. You thought of something? Yeah, because now we can actually do the... You can do Hellish Rebuke, yeah. Hellish Rebuke, yeah. So, yeah, I'm afraid you let me do that. <laughs> so, it's a, well, it's, a, it's a reaction, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. So, ba 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 Alright, okay, so you need to make a deck save equal to 13. Thanks. Uh, if the creature no longer exists, because the, the the spectre exploded, that's what caused you to take the, the damage. Well, then there would be no target for the Hellish Rebuke. Hold on, hold on, you point your finger at... Cre yeah, so it's when that damage you said, okay. no Hellish Rebuke then. Yeah. Uh... Kala's up. It is the Spectre inside the Cloud of Daggers and it is within 10 feet of the wall. So that is... Anon's already rolled the damage for that, so that's 8 points of slashing damage. Crap. Ow. That hurt. Uh, Meldir, go ahead and roll the, the fire damage for the wall of fire. 19. 19 plus 8 is 27. 
that one is also kaput. It is gone. And okay, it, so guess what that does? It goes poof. It activates my Dark One's Blessing. Ah, oh, shit. I get 15 temp HP. Damn. Wait, why 15? Because Dark One's Blessing, the way it goes is... You gain temporary hit points equal to your Charisma Modifier plus your Warlock level. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Ilara, you are up with Zadrian on deck. There are two souls remaining. Or two specters remaining, sorry. I see three. One, two. Why is the third one on the initiative? I see. I, see, I see three as well. Why is the third one not on the initiative? It was. Anyway. Alara, you're up. We'll figure this out. Okay. Or I'll figure this out. Because something's okay. gone wrong uh, on my end. 15, 20. Uh, but Scythe's in both hands at the moment. So I'm going to just do a... Yeah, it's still a regular 200 scythe attack there, so it's going to be a second. Actually. Yeah, let's do Death's Embrace. So I'm going to do... Right, proficiency. So give me a second window. I'm going to do... See, so there. So, damn. Okay, that's the uh, fail. So I'll do my second attack there for fifteen. Also, a fail. That misses, unfortunately. Now, so I'm using action surge and doing this all over again. Go ahead. Uh, for a thirty and a twenty-two. Both fucking hit. Holy shit. Way to go ahead and recover that, Ilara. Yeah, it was saying one way or the other. <laughs> gonna find you. I'm gonna cut you, cut you, cut you, cut you. That just sounds so bad. Okay, so because I'm using the Death's Embrace version, the first one, so... Yeah, okay. So the first one... You've got 14 slashing damage, and for the other one, 20 slashing damage. Okay. Go ahead and make a, de uh, go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw for me. <laughs> I should have seen that coming. 21. You're going to take half. So you'll take 12 points of force damage. Okay, 12 points of force. That's Yeah, that's fine. And then, because that, that one thing is goes bye bye. Melder, tell me if someone, if a teammate goes through your wall of fire, do they still take damage? I don't think so. I think it's only enemies. Let me relook at it real quick. Each creature <laughs> within its area. Don't think it stipulates uh, friend or foe. 
Yeah, I'm not seeing anything that stipulates friend or fall. Okay, let's try this then. If I cancel my movement for this part of the turn, would you allow me to do an intimidation rule? I mean, on this side of the wall, you're fine. But on the other side, you'll get hurt. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm canceling that thing. So if I don't do movement on this part of the turn, would you allow me to do an intimidation rule? I mean, your intimidation rule can be your free action. Well, that's free action, and Alera is just going to scream at this point. Actually, um, Mayhem, has, it hasn't even been my turn yet, so never mind. It, the wall's still up. Yeah, wall's still up. So as that one that Alera killed had to go, go boom boom, Alera is going to yell, you were... I asked, we, we asked you to let us pass, you let us pass, and then you tried to attack us, you were told to fuck off. And... For an ape, so that's a fail. <laughs> well, hold on a minute now. Did you shrug his shoulders for me? Because <laughs> essentially there's going on by the fact of, uh, you're being some earlier let us, let us through, the creature being fighting, cowardly escaped, let us through, back off, fuck off, type thing. Obviously, I can't sh Yeah. One. Two. The two remaining spectral forms <laughs> fade into nothingness. They rolled a four and a six on their insight. If they'd beaten you, they would have stayed. So well, then... <laughs> Sorry, go mother. No, you're fine. Brings uh, us uh, out of initiative. So, disaster group. As you stand in the courtyard to Mephisto's court, floor is yours. That thing... Well, that, <laughs> that thing was I mean how many times have we fucking fought him now depends on who you mean by him Alara yeah, I don't know what you're snake. talking about when I tried to plead with them it was a deceiver deceiver sorry Oh, for fuck's sake. Loses influence, no, no bounds. I'm losing count how many times we fought him now. It, them, whatever the fuck they are. But I'm getting tired. From the void you hear, I identify as he. <laughs> Kala regroups with you all, saying, We didn't kill it, though. No, but they let us through and then said good luck going deeper into Kena and the thing is is that a version of himself? Or fucking word I'm looking for here guys um, or was that possession? Because if it was an 
if it was possession, then that thing would have died. He would have let that thing die when we were fighting it. Zyron, as Elara is saying all this, her voice is ringing out along this courtyard. You can hear her clear as day. You look down at your feet. The Deceiver symbol is right underneath your feet. A span of about 15 feet burnt into the frost-covered frost covered ground is the Deceiver's crescent moon. A lasting reminder from when the serpent plane shifted out of Cana. I have a feeling things are about to get even more fucked up by the time we go inside. Uh, Zadrian, specifically. Go ahead and give me a combined investigation and arcana check. Well, shit. Come on, Tony. <laughs> swear to oh, God. Oh, so big dick magic energy can't tell a fucking... In <laughs> I swear to God, I give you a combined roll. If you tell me you rolled two nat ones, I'll fucking kill you myself. Good idea. God, oh, you fucking... Jeez. Goodbye, everyone. This is a good session. Good night. <laughs> roll two nat ones. Well, he's just sitting there over there going... <laughs> It's cold out here, guys. He's a bit nibbly. Alright, well. That's a detail you're not gonna get then. Uh, fair enough. Roll the dice. You play by the dice. <laughs> Fuck. Can I try? Just out of fucking curiosity, Tony. What was the total? I know it was two plus something, but what was the fucking total? Nine. Jesus. <laughs> Now he's picking his nose. Meldier, choose one investigation or arcana. Oh, because I don't want to suffer what Tony had to go through. I'm using my passive of 23. On? Investigation. Okay. With a passive 23 investigation, this isn't just burnt into the ground. This is a waypoint. And this waypoint, it can be used at any time. The Deceiver now has free will and free reign to come and go from wherever he resides to this exact location. This is a spawn point, people. I'll say with a passive of 23... You've known of this to happen before as a military tactic. Specifically, so that you can either use it as a launching point for an invasion or a retreat point if shit goes south. So I'm guessing I saw this in the first Blood War, didn't I? You've seen that kind of use of magic 
years years ago some mages will have used it during the blood war but you've seen conflicts across d several different worlds Meldir. almost every single world that you've been to has had mages in it and of those mages it's impossible for a mage not to have seen the field of battle and it's not entirely out of the realm of possibility that a mage in all of the worlds that you've been to has had that exact same tactical thinking. Well, people, these are, dare I say, military use insertion and extraction points that I've seen used across a span of many years of warfare. And it's top-level notch magic. Mel, you're thinking back to your journey along the River Styx. That little vision that you saw. If this was a waypoint used to launch an invasion, the timeline of what you saw that destroyed body timeline doesn't add up it wouldn't have happened yet so if what you saw is true the invasion has already happened and that serpent was either on its way back or it was protecting something People, I can't say how or why, but we need to get inside quickly. And this bone military, whatever the fuck it is, be destroyed? It'd take high-level dispel magic in order to destroy it. You gotta understand, this is the, the deceiver who put this here. You're talking deity-type magic. Right. But just the fact that that's here means something bigger has just happened and we need to get inside and investigate. Canal. Tell you what. You guys have made really good progress so far. You've made it to Mephisto's court. As you step inside, as you step, as you make your way up those, that short staircase, Zarin taking the lead, as you make your way through the naturally carved stone opening, you step into Mephisto's court. Now, I'm going to leave you with this image of the entryway whilst I close out the session. And as I do, I've put a lot of thought into what I'm about to say. I've done research and I'm anticipating some kickback for it. Mel dear, it's time. The conversation we had the other day. The one you were apologizing to a cast member earlier about? Yeah? 
-hmm. Welcome to Mephisto's court. For the duration of time that you're in what is essentially this lair, because it's Mep it is Mephisto's residence, it's his lair. The following, the following effect is now in motion. If I can find the sheet that had it written down. Here it is. Tony, sorry. Tony, sorry. <laughs> Magic that would otherwise create difficult terrain or barriers of ice has no effect in Mephisto's lair because Mephisto's lair was heated. There is no ice within the walls and the grounds of his lair. Repeat that. My, I, I was on the phone. Magic that would otherwise create difficult terrain, barriers, or slow a creature's speed. Sorry, I missed that part the first time. Has no effect within the grounds of Mephisto's lair or his court. Okay. Okay. So, I'm just I'm saying that as we close out because you guys might spend. I'm 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 anticipating two sessions in here. So, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of Duckies and Dargons. Let's see what awaits our players in the home of the Lord of the Eighth Hell. As always, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. Above all else, roll two nat ones on a combined ability check. <laughs> Love you guys so much. Thank you so much for your support. We'll see you Dice guys is hard. Dice, dice is hard, yes. We'll see you guys next time. Dice is smart. <laughs>